listening to the Real Estate is Rad podcast, and I am really excited about this episode. We got Jake Fleming here from Fleming and Monroe. Um, he is a will and trust officer and, and does a, a few other things as well that he'll share about. Um, he helped our family with the will and trust. I've known Jake for, for quite some time since I was a kid. And I uh, brought him on because when you buy a home, that's generally your largest asset and you want to protect that asset. And that's what Jake does. Uh, so Jake, welcome to the show and uh, give us some background. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Just a quick clarification. You said will and trust officer. Um, I, I am an attorney. Um, a will and trust attorney. Um, a brief background on me. I'm, I'm from Arizona. I was raised in Arizona. That's how I, I met the, the wonderful Radcliffe family. Um, we grew up in the same neighborhood. And I, I went to law school, graduated in 2012, got a job with a big firm, thought I was living the dream, realized that what I really wanted was to help individuals on a more um, personal level. Um, and so about, uh, it's been about four and a half years ago, I opened up my own firm with a business partner called Fleming and Monroe. Um, our, our firm focuses uh, solely on personal injury work and estate planning. Um, we felt like those were two wonderful niches to get into to really help people um, and have a personal connection with, with each one of our clients. And so that's what we've been doing. Um, over, you know, the last few years and, uh, we love it. That's awesome. And it's funny. <clears throat> I started my career at a credit union and we always said will and trust officer. So I, that's a habit I just can't break. Um, so yeah, will and trust attorney. So it does a lot of things. And it, you, when you say niche, it's you're in an industry, Jake, that if you're not in it, you know, nothing about At least that's for me. Like when I sat down with you, I'm like, just tell me what to do and <laughs> What's, what's important? Like what, what are all these differences and definitions? It's kind of like you with mortgages that, you know, that's why we, we develop mm -hmm. our careers because, you know, not everyone knows what a mortgage is and, and how yeah. it works and what interest rates are doing and how you can, you know, we just, you just taught me something a few minutes ago about how, how you can lower your rate in this kind yeah. of a, an economy. So, yeah, yeah. That's why, that's why we have professionals that, that do their thing so that they can, take us by the hand and, and walk us through. So my biggest question for you when I sat down was a difference between a will and a trust. I get that question a lot as well. They think it's hand in hand, but I think there's some pretty big differences if you can touch on that. Yeah. The, the biggest difference um, between a will and a trust is if you have a trust, you're able to avoid probate. Um, if you only have a will, uh, you, you have to go through the probate process. Um, and the probate process is just to put it simply, it's, it's just the, the court proceeding after someone dies to help transfer assets to the beneficiaries. Whereas if you set up a trust, you're, you're setting up all of that before you die. Um, so that a court doesn't have to get involved. So you avoid the court process and the, the fees and time um, associated with it. The nightmare. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, dude, when I was a, a banker, I would see this firsthand when someone would come in with uh, a death certificate of some sort and on the, I can't remember it, but there was a certain label that the account would be locked up and they, you know, and of course I was the bearer of that news and I looked at the bad guy, but they had nothing to protect it. It had to go through probate. Of course they would want to hunt to management and never ended well. 
And I think I'm fortunate to have seen that. Otherwise, it didn't, I don't think it would have been important to me if I didn't know or saw that firsthand, that how bad it can be. And I think anyone who knows if you're dealing with the courts, that's going to be a lengthy and expensive process. Yeah, well, and, and take your experience with, you know, a simple bank account and magnify that to, you know, a, a $800,000 home exactly. um, that someone's dealing with. And if they haven't set it up properly, you can run into a lot of headaches. Yep. So the biggest thing, and you're probably going to agree with this, but I think the two biggest things that I see why people wouldn't look into this is one, they quote unquote, don't have the time, right? Maybe they lack the understanding of the importance of it, but it's like, I hear this all the time. Hey, have you thought about a will or trust, right? Um, like, yeah, we, you know, wife and I have chatted about it. You know, we just haven't really given it some thought and our kids are busy and stuff. And uh, so that's the biggest thing. I th and I've also heard of people being apprehensive almost from um, a superstitious standpoint. Like they don't like talking about death. And, yeah. Right. And it's kind of weird to them. It's a subject they don't want to really bring up. I've actually had people say that before. And uh, I, I think it's, they, they should know that you provide a good experience to like, it's a, it's a, honestly, I felt like it was a relaxing process. You went through it, you explained the paperwork. It's not like we're sitting there talking about, you know, death and dark things, right? It's just like, Hey, we're doing a, we're doing a good thing. Me and my wife left feeling great about what we did. You know, we have peace of mind that our kids and everything else is protected in the event that something like that happened. Yeah, I appreciate that. That is, you know, there's few things that are guaranteed in life. One of those is death. Everyone's going to die. So we might as well talk about it. We might as well make sure right. you're prepared for it. It's nothing to be scared of. We're not, you know, magically, you're not going to die tomorrow because of meeting with a will and trust attorney. Um, it's something that has to be talked through. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, if you're married, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made. Um, if you come from kind of a, a blended family, and so, you know, you have children prior to the current marriage, there's additional issues that have to be thought of. But a lot of people, what the biggest excuse I, I hear is, I'm young. I don't have to oh, worry yeah. about it. Yeah. And nothing's going to happen to me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, us young guys and, and gals with it. Unfortunately, that's how we think sometimes. Sure. Um, another ex a big excuse I, I hear, I say excuse, but just other reasons why people don't do this planning is, you know, they say it's only for wealthy people. Uh, I don't yes. have any money to, to, I don't have any assets to protect. And, you know, whether you have $5 to your name or, you know, $10 million to your name, there's some planning that has to happen in the event you die. Um, and, and we, in our consultation, if, if it's, if you've never set anything up, you know, those are the types of conversations we go through. Um, especially if, if there's minor children involved. Um, there's additional considerations. So it's more complicated than most people think it is. Oh, oh yeah. And, and you also brought up something that I think is extremely crucial to understand. It's not just for death. We went through a lot of papers that talked about, um, well, you could tell me the terms for, for medical, yeah. if someone's incapacitated, like who do you want to take care of you and your affairs? 
if something had no, not just death, but if you're incapable of, you know, if you're in a tragic accident, whatever the case may be, you know, someone's got to take care of your items and your kids and everything else. And that was an eye opener for me as well, because I was also that person that thought this is just on death. And then, right. You think I'm just young. That's not, well, you may not die, but you may have something happen where you can't function properly. Yeah, no, that, that's a great example. A lot of people just look at estate planning and say, oh, that's a will or a trust for when I die. But there's a whole other component of estate planning that is part of planning for a disability or incapacity that you might experience while you're still living. I had a great example, um, unfortunate for the clients I had, but um, their, their father had died and their mom was incapacitated in a hospital. She couldn't make medical decisions on, their, on, on her own behalf because her spouse was deceased. Um, the statute in Arizona defaults to children. The mom did not have what's called a healthcare power of attorney. And so the doctor, you would think everything would be fine, but there are six children in the family and all six had a different opinion as to how to treat mom. And so the doctor was hung up with, okay, which child do I listen to? Oof. So he just chose the oldest child and decided to follow what the oldest child wanted and ignore the other five children. That's just an example of- But a great example. Of situations why even these documents, they're called powers of attorney. You do one for your healthcare and you do one for you know, your financial affairs. Um, but those documents are critical because it allows you to, to nominate, hey, I want this son to help in, in the event that I'm incapacitated. Now the doctor can go to that son and, and you know that that son's making decisions on, uh, on your behalf. So mm-hmm. that, that's the other aspect of estate planning that a lot of people forget about. That's huge. Yeah. And I can't imagine how the doctor would feel like, uh, who do I pick and who's going to sue me if I don't pick this person? Yeah, exactly. And this yeah. And then, dude, like it's, it's crazy, man, because when something like that happens, it brings out, uh, I guess your true colors. I mean, you see it more than I ever did as a banker, but you know, you see families come in and then the bickering starts and you're like, dang, that was your mindset all these years. We disagree. And this solves that. Like yep. when you're quote unquote in charge of, of the affairs, you can stay in charge even after something happens. Does it, exactly. co- does it cost to meet with you? The initial our, con- our consultation is free. We, we walk through where you're at. We give you our recommendation. Um, that is all free. And that's, and I think even for me, people think that it costs to talk with me. Um, and some of the things are like, oh, it's free. It's like, oh yeah. If you have questions on your mortgage or your will or a question for an attorney, have that conversation. So I think that's huge for people to know. I, I for the longest time, I thought that was a common thing that everyone knew. But no, you can sit down, ask all the questions you need take it home, you know, you send out their paperwork and what you discuss and they can talk it over at no cost. Yep. You know, that way there's not this pressure of, Hey, if we meet with Jake or an attorney, we got to have some money prepped up for, for paperwork. Pull out the checkbook. Get right. Ready. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So what are some, for someone who is um, apprehensive doing this, what kind of advice would you give them? Um, obviously depending on, on their apprehension, 
Um, the advice I would give is you got to get over it. Like this is critically important for you and your family um, to have this done. And if it's a, if, if it's a mental block because you think you're young and healthy, you're not. Um, there's plenty of young people. We're not just talking about the old people that die because of certain diseases. You know, we're talking about car accidents that you can be involved in. I, I ride my bike. I'm a cyclist. I'm one of those. Oh, nice. um, I, I put my, my life in my, my hands every day being on the road on a bike with cars whizzing by you. Um, it could happen at any time. I have a really good friend, my same age. Um, he was 38 at the time. Um, I think, you know, him, um, he, he died suddenly, um, because of some, it was during the COVID he had a little complication with COVID and, and, and he died. He was 38 years old, left behind a, a wife and kids. Yep. It, no one's immune. Um, so it, it's something that you just got to get over, um, have the conversations with your significant other. Um, so that, um, you can really walk through the issues that you need to, um, and, and be prepared because it's coming. Mm -hmm. Are there things you can or can't protect, or can you include just about anything? Um, you can include just about anything. Now that you ask me <laughs> I, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. I didn't have that question prepared. Uh, I, it just came to my mind. I'm like, I'm kind of curious if there's limits to that. No, there, there's people that put a trust together for their animal. So it's possible to do pretty much anything. Huh. So bank accounts, houses, vehicles. Yeah. Anything of value, anything that's important to you, not just value, but what's important to you, I think is the main yeah, thing. Exa exactly. Awesome. Well, yeah. When you sat down with our family, the biggest thing for me was that you were at a very good pace. You were thorough in the explanation. It wasn't just a okay, what's your situation? All right, I'll call you a few days and I'll write up something for you. It was like, what's important to you? Let's talk about your family. You know, what do you need if this happened? And yeah, like I said, we have that, you know, that book that we have and wife and I are just super thrilled that we, that we have something. Obviously, heaven forbid anything happens, but the fact that it's there and to just, you know, we love our kids, right? You do it because you love your family. Um, yep. And uh, it's just totally protected, man. Um, what is the easiest way to get a hold of you? Um, you can reach out to me either by phone, um, and I can, we can put the, the phone number up, but mm -hmm. my, my office line is 480-534-7355. Um, or you can reach out to my email, um, which is just the first letter of my first name. So J and then my last name Fleming, um, that's Fleming with one M. Um, at F as in Frank, M as in Mary, law, az.com. And can that consultation be Zoom, phone, or have to be in person? For sure. It can be any medium that, that you want it to be. Uh, with COVID, like most businesses, we had to adapt. That's true. And so really virtual meetings have just kind of lingered. We always like to meet people in person, just put a, yeah. a face with the name. But if you're uncomfortable for whatever reason, um, we can always do a Zoom meeting or, or a telephone call. Perfect. Fleming and Monroe, this is Jake Fleming. You're the man, Jake. Thank you so much, dude. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.